expectations. Bingo, bango, bongo. The boys are back. Man. The boys are buzzing. The boys are buzzing. Someone's uh, buzzing. And as we <laughs> and as we start off this this glorious week eight, I'd like to say, as a firm believer of putting good vibes out into the universe and getting good vibes back, Philly, hella good vibes tonight. So congratulations. You're the first winner of the Kamish Good Vibes Award. Well, well, well there's uh, so many people I'd like to thank. First of all. Play the Oscar um, music. <laughs> yeah, I should have. If I had known, if I had known, I would have had it ready. There's so many people I want to thank. You know, first of all, I want to thank me for having good vibes. Um, <laughs> you know, without me, uh, there wouldn't be good vibes. Without my vibes, <laughs> without my vibes, I wouldn't be here. So uh, I'd like to thank my vibes first and foremost. Um, secondly, I'd like to thank Keeper. He long ago labeled me glue guy, and um, it's really a uh, a mantle I have taken up upon myself and uh, I strive to be glue guy and all that I do. And, and that just brings vibes. So um, I also like to thank the Academy. Um, and what about uh, your mom? I'd like to thank my mom, but I also like to thank your mom because without your mom, you wouldn't have been born. You wouldn't be commish. You wouldn't be giving me this award for good vibes. So good vibes all uh, around. And also, I also, this is gonna, I mean, there's no way to avoid this sounding like a dig. Uh, I want to thank the Michael Carter three for um, for giving me uh, rolling over and showing you my belly. <laughs> yeah, for uh, for practicing real life ligma and um, and giving me uh, such confidence heading into uh, into this week. I I have a chance to go five hundred, and it's all because of you. So thank you. You're very welcome, Keith. You, you just, just uh, you re- you remember this when you. Uh, when you make the playoffs, you remember this moment right here. Keith, I will. I found the sword for you. With hard work and dedication, you too can win the Kamish Good Vibe Orbs. You started off really promising this week, so if you keep on that upward trajectory, <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind you can accomplish great things and win this prestigious award. Wow, <laughs> that's some that is some uh, some faith right there. This is a this is a good cold intro, and with that, I'd like to introduce myself formally as the Kamish. <laughs> And Philly has <laughs> not sharing his audio. Wow. I I well I got a little bit selfish there. And uh yeah, we really thought we had resolved these tech issues. We My we have we have okay, just, you, right, you, I mean, you coming mean, out, you coming out having you know playback feedback in your ear. Let me wow. try again. This this does not bode well for the two minute drill. I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm trying I'm trying to admit good vibes here, but man, this is this is an omen. Yeah, this is uh, that's minus yeah. two points on your vibes. So, uh, <laughs> okay. all right. W- uh, um, with that, with that, I'm the commish. That was last fucking week. <laughs> I'm joined as always with my trusty co-host, Keith. Specifically, vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. Oh, you gotta finish it, man. I I don't control the things, okay? I just wow. I look for them. That's scenes, scenes, dude. And as always, on our super producer on the ones and twos, Billy. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Well, 
I don't know what's going on with your. That was me. That was just me oh. fucking with y'all. Oh, um, I was like, hey, I, I, I just want to put this out there that I, um, I'm currently taking suggestions for, for Sam's uh, intro. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith is pretty easy. It's a, he's got a demographic. Uh, <laughs> we we have cleaned up his image, so I, I've moved I corner from my one, market. I corner my market. We've moved from one set of intros to another, but thankfully, there's a lot of intros there too that are possibilities. So. I've got Keith on a lockdown. Um, Sam's an enigma. And, um, you know, I just can't. Uh, I thought Joe and Hurst was a good one last week, but Sam didn't get the reference. So um, Last week was a really got, good one. If, if Sam understood the reference, that would have been an elite pick. Elite. Hi, it's it me. Philadelphia equals quarterback Jalen Hurts. Hilarious. I get it now, though. That's so good. Anyways. It's too little, too late. Put it put it in the, the, mail, the Spotify mailbag or whatever you want to do. Just, uh, okay. I'll make that though. So, so the the Kelsey brothers have a podcast that they do. Kelsey, um, and I feel like I feel like you can find a good Jason Kelsey soundbite that you can use for Sam. You might have to go digging. It should be like, like a, I find can find like a Chris Long one too. No, just just find the Jason Kelsey from him singing at the Eagle Super Bowl parade. Uh, that's a pretty legendary uh, soundbite. I'll, uh, I I'm will. Sure if you, I'm sure if you Google it, it's probably like the first thing that comes up. But yeah, their podcast is pretty awesome. Not that I'm necessarily going to plug them, uh, but uh, it's worth a listen. Yeah, they don't need more viewers. We do. Yeah, for real. We've been doing yeah. this for we've been doing this for like two years, and they've been doing this for what like four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a year. Okay, you're attractive men in the NFL. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Okay? Yeah, Jason Kelsey <laughs> is probably the most attractive man in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you, dude? That guy is like, he's, he's good looking. I, I don't even him? think he's the most attractive guy in his family. I mean, if we're being him? honest, Travis Kelsey is a very handsome guy. You see him chug the beer at the Phillies game, man. Okay, beautiful and handsome. Have you ever diff- seen Travis Kelsey do that? And handsome, very different. Majestic, yeah. Jason Kelsey. Know. Heckin' majestic, bro. He's peak male Heckin'. performance. <laughs> handsome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that. I'm, gonna, I'm saying he's not even the most handsome guy in his own family. Wow. Uh, well, hot take alert. Uh, yeah, it, hot take. Uh, to the to the Kels brothers, if you if you want to come on the pod and debate that, we'll we're happy to have you. So, <laughs> hope you listen. <laughs> they're big, they're big Cincinnati guys, so big we might have guys. some we might have some connections there, but. Um, Austin has some connections. Cheese has some connections to yeah. Cincy, so yeah, yeah. maybe we can maybe we can leverage that for something. We'll figure it out. I'm telling you, we tweeted them enough. They, they'll come on. They'll come it'll on. Be, it'll, be, it'll be like Jeremy Macklin getting him to come to the same lot all those we, years ago. We tweeted at him like twice. <laughs> we uh, put it, it minimal. Was, it was more than that. We had like we we I tweeted at him like twice, but we had probably thirty people tweeting at him to come to the house, and we we set up a party that night. We were ready to receive Jeremy Macklin. Um, Hope tweeted at like a like a C or D list rapper who um, he's a fan of that was like wanted to play Warzone. It was like maybe like two years ago, and uh, he te- he like tweeted like who wants to play, and so he se- he like messaged him, and he joined our party for like five seconds. And was, oh, actually, somebody else just invited me. I gotta go, <laughs> and he left. And Hope was so bummed. But, Man, that was almost cool. Almost. <laughs> almost a really cool story. Almost like us almost beating the two-minute drill last week. But I've heard that we're putting good vibes out there. So 
Uh, I've heard. Sorry. I've heard we're back on our bullshit. So. I've heard. If you know, what's the? I've heard. Like, have you seen the math, the graph, where we're like fucking around and finding out? Oh yeah, we're it's in the meme to, folder. We're about to fuck around and find out, fellas. It's in the meme folder, and if if you message us directly, you can be added to the meme folder so long as you submit memes to the meme folder. That's the rule. So if you'd like to be in it, are we, are we find out about sharing the sacred meme folder with with the fellas? No, 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 no. Sorry, with the commish. Okay, oh. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I, there's only probably one person in the group who I would trust to uh, to have that to have that folder, and that's Mo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes, sometimes you take Mo's. Sometimes you take the memes that Mo posts in the chat, and you. Because uh, well, I'll catch it, like I'll like oh yeah I'll get one oh, of the yeah. I'll get one of them and I'll be like oh I'm gonna save it and put it in the group chat I'll put it in the folder and so I'll save it and I'll go look and you've already added it. I will oh, yeah. say I will say that that Joe puts together some good memes related to our fantasy football group. He put he puts mm-hmm. in some effort oh, there. Sure. He, he sure. puts in some effort there. But yeah, I'll, I'll um, give him, I'll give him some credit on that. One. Um, enough about that. Let's uh, like we said, back on our bullshit. Let's let's hit this two minute drill hard. Uh, no stutters this week. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna get back to the W column for sure, yeah. baby. Guaranteed. Or I got this. Back. I got this timer ready. If you guys are ready, if you guys are ready for this, <laughs> me, we're ready to we're ready to bust gra- it. Let me grab a sip of water. All right, I'm ready. Yeah, let me get a hold on. Let me get a let me get a cheeky throat clear. I'm gonna mute. All right, we're good. <laughs> That was visceral. <laughs> For the YouTube viewers, you got uh, you got yourself a nice little nice little visual there. Ah, Gino. <laughs> All right, yeah. For the visual learners. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I got this timer ready, and we're gonna kick us off in three, two. Crafts personal masseuse versus Heinz on my Johnson. The game of the week sees the Johnson officially start a win streak. The Johnsons got solid performances from nearly everyone as all but two players reached double figures. Meanwhile, KPM officially starts a losing streak as Eckler, Williams, and Mostert do almost all the scoring with little help. The Johnsons top KPM, 130-122. Magic School Bus, the Michael Carter 3. Featured for the second week in a row in the Who's Your Daddy game of the week, Carter 3 continues their skid and scoring lows. The Cowboys defense provided the only noteworthy game as they failed to score 100 in back-to-back weeks. School Bus got monster outings from Burrow and Chase while everyone else besides their kicker scores in double figures. School Bus over Carter 3, 164-91. Bunghole Burglars versus the Fighting Houseplants. The Burglars find themselves on the wrong side of low expectations history as they set a new all-time low for points scored in a week. Disappointing performances from everyone but Chubb sees the Burglars score just 77 points. Meanwhile, the Houseplants continue their strong play as everyone but Andrews scores in double figures, led by 36 from Josh Jacobs. Houseplants cruise past the Burglars 136-77. Devonta's Inferno death taxes kickers. A season-ending injury to breakout rookie Brees Hall couldn't slow down Inferno as they got more than enough from Mahomes and Kenneth Walker. DTK got a nice game from streamer Eno Benjamin, but got zero from Dubes, and DK left his game early. Inferno continues their hot streak, winning this one 139-117. Kamara's Gridiron Gang versus the fellas in the Jets. With Cup on a bye this week, this was the perfect week for the Jets to get in the win column. However, the Jets just can't seem to get enough scoring. Hopkins led the way with 20, but everyone else left something to be desired. Gridiron Gang got all they needed from Rodgers, Jones, and Damian Pierce as they get the win. Gridiron Gang over the Jets, 117-99. to 99. And just like that, boys, we're back in the win column. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, feeling we're feeling it. Wow, 141. One minute, 41 seconds. Uh, wow. so, you know, 
pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Yeah, you still got to find that sweet spot, though. You know, last week we were at like 215. This week we're at 140. So for us, it's either it's boom or bust. You know, it's like a few more. It's it's like three or four more sentences. Honestly, I think that's all it'll take. Yeah, but either way, um, I feel like we did the I feel like we did the matchups justice that week. Um, you know, put a put a put a good bit into it. So you know, I, I feel good. And, and the important thing here, name, back yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good to be back. Um, this week is an interesting week when we're talking about waiver wire targets. I was I was uh perusing uh kind of the the trending uh, the trending players on. Uh, on sleeper seeing who's getting you know the most ads per league and and such like that and uh it was uh it was some interesting ones ones that i mean there's some obvious ones we could talk about say uh maybe sam ellinger who's going to be coming in replacing uh, matt ryan because he's got a shoulder sprain uh but he's been benched for the rest of the year i mean we could talk about you know some quarterback play we could talk about a lot of things but I think we're going to talk about, and I'm going to list this acronym, and uh, I'm sure y'all will know what I'm talking about. But the acronym is T E A A P I A T M L E at T M L. Any any guesses on on what that is? You know, I was I was writing the I was writing the two minute drill as you were typing that acronym, and I was like, I knew immediately what you're going for, and I was like, well done. <laughs> I was like, I dipped my cap to you, sir. And for the Tyler Kiefer. Uh, sponsored segment of this show, we have the T-E-A-A-P-I-A-T-M-L, which stands for Tight Ends Are a Premium in a 10-Man League uh, Addition of the Week. Greg Dolchik, uh, the rookie out of Denver, first-year player from uh, he's from UCLA. Uh, Joe will be very happy to hear that that we're mentioning Greg. Um, he's a, he's, he's, was a, he was out the first five weeks with a hamstring injury. Uh, he's been back for week six and seven and he's put together two really well i wouldn't say consistent scoring wise is consistent but uh his performances have uh trended upwards as well um uh so great great point total so far both in double digits uh this week week seven he had nine targets six receptions for 51 yards which is pretty good uh in terms of uh if we're looking at projections moving forward um we do we attribute this to uh, is it Brett Ripien? I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his name. Brett Ripien, Ripien, uh, Brett Ripien. Yeah, if you if you attribute the him being the the backup quarterback of the guy going forward and maybe using him as a safety blanket, um, or if if this is just going to be normal production going forward. But as we all know, there's huge disparity um, with tight ends this year, and I think that he's definitely at least a uh, worth a a stash, um, even if you don't plan on playing him. Uh, right away because i think that he has some some pretty good value going forward um especially if his his trends continue um uh russ obviously seemed to, to like him as well and we don't know the severity of russ's injury if he's gonna be back uh, against the jaguars or not um but he was for sure the safety blanket this week and i think if you're looking for you know modest production uh this is going to be your guy to go to Yeah, I like that. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see. It's gonna, I, I, you have to really get a read on it based on you know what happens when Russ comes back because obviously Ripon is not is not the guy, um, and he's not the two hundred forty million dollar man. 
and the target share just wasn't there with with Russell Wilson. I think it was what three targets, and that was two catches, and one of them was a long touchdown. So, um, you know, the usage in the second week, he had fewer snaps, but he got more targets and more catches, and so it kind of looks a little bit more even than it really is. So, you really have to kind of wait and see. Um, but with with tight ends being so important, with there being such a steep drop off between Travis Kelsey and um, and the rest of the league, um, you know, it's it's worth the stash play just to kind of see how he gets used. I'm sure he's grabbed some attention, um, and maybe he will see some an uptick in usage even when Russell Westbrook, uh, Russell Wilson I almost said Westbrook <laughs> um, Russell Wilson comes back, but you just kind of kind of wait and see there. Yeah, I mean. Um, we can probably expect the Broncos to be playing from behind uh, if if they're, you know, with uh, Rippian as the quarterback. And he threw the ball 46 times last week. And, that, I mean, that's that's nothing to scoff at. Uh, so, obviously, they're committed to throwing it with the running back woes that they have. And, I mean, getting nine of those targets at least, that's like, what, like 25, almost 25% of, of the targets. So, uh, that's, if like I said, not sure what's going to happen, but if it can continue on the trend that he's on, he is definitely right that he's at least worth a stash. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, moving on to my guys, I'm looking here at either one of the Carolina Panthers running backs. Um, we kind of figured that uh, with with Christian McCaffrey getting traded, it was going to open up the it was going to open up the opportunity for. Um, either one of these guys to really step up and the early reports were that, you know, kind of Deontay Foreman was going to get the first and second down work. And then Chuba Hubbard would kind of um, be that third down, um, that third down back. And that really kind of hold it held true. Um, Deontay Foreman uh, led the way with carries, 15 carries, 187 or 118 yards, excuse me. Um, but, you know, also had uh, two catches and was able to convert his two catches for almost 30 yards. Um, and then you had uh, Chuba Hubbard, who um, didn't get anywhere near as many carries, but the snap count was about even between the two of them. But he got, um, he was able to find the end zone. So, um, you know, scoring wise, they both looked pretty comparable. The Carolina Panthers are just a bad team. Um, but even, you know, Damian Pierce is a great example. Damian Pierce with the Texans is a great example. Even um, a good player on a bad team has still got value. So um, I think. I think either one of these guys are probably worth statching and just seeing if somebody, um, you know, can kind of separate themselves from the uh, separate themselves from one another. Uh, but right now, it doesn't it doesn't really seem like you can go wrong with either one of them because it's going to be a heavy dose of um, heavy dose of the run game moving forward. Um, now, again, Baker Mayfield is not expected to you know miss the entire season, and the offense looks very different when Baker's out there. If he's if he gets the starting job back. Who knows? Um, right now it looks like PJ Walker um, is is probably the guy moving forward. I think it'd be pretty dumb for the Panthers um, to hand the ball back to Baker Mayfield. But um, if they're trying to tank and get a better draft position, then maybe Baker is the answer. So, um, but yeah, the Panthers came out and said, guys are pretty solid pickups right now. The, the Panthers said that if, even if everyone's back healthy, uh, PJ Walker's still the quarterback, so they're they're rolling with him the hot hand until um, until anything changes. My my only concern there is just running back by committee. Um, you know, the person I have on here is a little bit of running back by committee, and I I more have this not necessarily for our league, 
but just in general. So if you're listening just in general about pickups, um, if you've been living under a rock, um, you know, Gus Edwards came back from the PUP list um, after a, an a knee, a knee injury in the preseason last year. Um, it took him quite a while to recover from. Um, he's in a kind of a back, a, a crowded backfield. Um, you know, J.K. Dobbins is out four to six weeks with uh, orthoscopic knee surgery. Um, Kenyon Drake has performed well in his absence, but is uh, I don't think is the guy. I think he's a change of pace back and uh, probably the pass catcher out of the backfield. It looks like the workhorse is going to be Gus Edwards um, for him to come back out after a year not playing and and put up you know 19 fantasy points is is no laughing matter. So uh, my concern with the Carolina running back duo is who do you start week to week? That was uh, for a while the the issue that I had with well <laughs> that I had with uh, Herbert and Montgomery and that you and I kind of had with. Um, ETN and and James Robinson. So um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, who has the pop off week between those two running backs. But yeah, I will I will say, um, and this is purely speculative, but I think that mm, I don't know. It's it's going to be a committee, but it is worth noting that Chuba Chuba is it Chuba Chuba? I don't know Hubbard. Uh, he did leave the game early with an ankle injury as well. So his his touches were were slightly down than probably what they could have been um probably could have seen him go for a little bit more so i'll I'll be interested to see what his usage looks like this week and i think this week will be a real indicator of what that 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 uh that i don't know that committee he's a good enough player that he made Mm -hmm. mike gundy think about not being racist for a couple weeks yeah like i mean that's how that's how good of a player he is so Um, if if you can convince the uh the master of the mullet to uh Say hey, maybe I'll stop watching OAN this week. That's some power. I think it is worth noting as well when we're talking about Gus Edwards. Um, it was a like very run heavy game for um, Baltimore when Mark Andrews only gets you point four. Uh, I think that's an indicator that, that they're not using the passing game, and I think that's pretty. Uh, you can see that as well when Lamar Jackson only has nine completed passes in a game. So they, I mean, they were running yeah, the ball. 16, right? I would yeah. love, I would love for them to keep yeah. that script up this weekend. Please yeah, do were, not throw Mark Andrews way. Yeah. They were running the ball down. Starred that man throw. for targets. I mean, I, I mean, Gus Edwards had 16. I mean, so to put into perspective, Gus Edwards was only on the field like 30% of the time and had 16 carries. Like that's insane. Um, yeah, they and I mean they. Oh, Kenyon Drake had eleven carries, and that was like that was more carries than he had last week, and just had less production. So, uh, you know, there's eleven carries for five yards, not great. Um, Justice Hill had five carries. Uh, Patrick Ricard had one carry and two receptions. So, like they were they were running the damn ball. Um, and uh, yeah, so, I think even though it's running the ball, though the thing that. That I mean, I'm I'm the Gus Edwards owner of the, of the group, so yeah. I am selling myself on him here. But um, the two the two kind of like goal not necessarily goal line. I don't I don't know that both were on the, the exact goal line, but the the red zone carries, um, you know, particularly to a to a back that's just coming back out of a out of an injury like that, tells me that that's their guy. Um, you've got you've got Kenyon Drake, you've got a bunch of weapons, you've got Lamar Jackson who can juke people out of their shoes. 
in the red zone um and you give you give to him so yeah, yeah. Um, no, i'm not i'm not uh that's I'm gonna be my sell to you, me yeah. i'm not, I'm not uh, disagreeing with you i'm just saying it's uh we'll see if they stick to that that, sure. that script or not for this game right because it's just uh i mean they're a good running Again, team they're a good running team but if you're there if you're there lamar it's me philly please don't throw to mark andrews and this uh, kind of segues nicely into our drops. Uh, the one that I put for this week was actually Kenyon Drake. Like I said, 11 carries for five yards is bad. Very bad. Um, and I, the note that I put, it's it's the Gus Bus show in Baltimore. So um, Kenyon Drake owners out there, if you're listening, uh, I'm not saying drop him, but I'm, saying I'm not saying that, keep him either. <laughs> I'm not saying that I wouldn't start him. Definitely would not start him. Uh, that that two weeks ago uh, production that he had was definitely an anomaly, um, and I would not. I mean, and if I'm wrong, I'll hang my hat on it. But uh, I would probably say uh, you can you can uh, keep him on the waivers. Yeah, I'm not sure that I disagree with that one. Um, you know, the production just isn't there, and it was. I mean, even even the week before when he was work picking up it was obviously um you know not a lot of carries and you know he just he broke off i think one or two big ones and you know that that kind of buoyed his scoring there so um the guys i'm looking at the guy i'm looking at this week is is tyquan thornton um we really saw just how i've said this a couple times now talking about the patriots it's just a very unstable offense and I don't think there's really anybody who is consistently trustworthy week to week outside of Ramondre Stevenson um and even that one could be a little bit up in the air now that Damian Harris is back it it kind of appeared that um you know last week I said that I thought Stevenson had done enough to firmly take control of the backfield and it was a fairly even split last night um now with a negative game script that um, really saw the Patriots have to throw a lot. Um, obviously, that plays more into Stevenson's favor because he's more of a pass catcher. But um, but just with Tyquan Thornton, a, you know, more and more just kind of looks like um, you know everyone is every one of the players on their offense outside of Stevenson is going to have their kind of flash in the pan game. Um, earlier this year, we saw Nelson Aguilar had a good game. We saw Devontae Parker have a good game. We've seen you know. Um, We've seen Jacoby Myers have a good game, and I think, you know, a week ago was just Tyquan Thornton's good game, and I think the entire offense outside of Stevenson is just going to be far too inconsistent to say he they're worth rostering, um, and it'd be one of those things where, you know, they have a big week, you pick them up, and they have a dud week, and, you know, they're just eating up a roster spot, so... Um, Looking at Tyquan Thornton here, it's going to be difficult for Gino to, you know, to ditch his homer, his homer roots, and say no to any Patriot, but... Um, you know, as he's still got uh, still got a decent chance to you know salvage a spot in the playoffs, um, that that roster spot is valuable. So, um, my Gino, my advice to you is say no to the Pats if you don't have Ramondre Stevenson and you don't have Ramondre Stevenson. But, I mean, yeah, uh, the uh, Ramondre Stevenson show uh, maybe moves on to a different uh, fella. Um, there's a, currently a trade. Uh, pending right now, uh, Ramondre Stevenson straight up for DeAndre Hopkins. Which, um, if you would have told me last year that that was going to be a trade, that was going to be legitimately looked at in the league, I would I would have laughed at you. But he's there. He's he's. Uh, I mean, 
Hops only had one week back, but Ramondre's scoring consistently enough in the high teens, low twenties that um, you know he's a, he's a serious threat every week. So it, particularly with the again, like you said, the the inconsistency of quarterback. But well, Stevenson is currently the number eight um, fantasy running back. He's number eight in standard formats. He's number eight in PPR. He's the number twenty seven overall player in PPR formats. So. Um, so I mean, yeah, I, I think if you'd have told if you'd have told anybody coming into this year that Stevenson would be a top thirty player, um, most people would have been like, mm, I doubt it. Um, but here we are, and DeAndre Hopkins come back comes back. He has a great first game, um, you know. And so the, I mean, I, I, I was talking to Carl a little bit about this. I, he you know was asking my opinion. I think it's a fairly even trade. I mean, if you need a running back. Um, you know, and you have DeAndre Hopkins. I think it's it's a solid trade. You know, you're you're getting yourself a you know a guy who will probably finish top ten in in uh, in scoring for running backs. And you know, if you need a receiver and you've got um, Stevenson, and you look at you know Carl's uh, running back situation, it's it's pretty decent. It's a little fragile because um, obviously you've got two guys with a pretty extensive injury history kind of leading the way. But um, you know. Having a guy like DeAndre Hopkins is is invaluable, I and mean, I think it's a I think it's a rare, a very even trade. Um, yeah. And I voted no on it, but I told Carl if it gets close, I would vote turn my vote to a yes and just kind of um, rustling uh, rustling some jimmies, rustling Joe's jimmies right now. Yeah, and if you're and if you're Joe, like I, I feel like I have to. I feel like to qualify everything I'm going to say about Joe because I feel like you should just not say it. You should just text it to me. I'll say it for you. No, it's the rivalry. <laughs> Lean into it. You guys, like, yeah, too, well, you guys are being too nice to each other. Philly, it's not yeah. for, you don't understand. Philly I don't. It's, um, it's like a physically incapable. incapable. Wait, wait, did, you, did you black out last year? Is that what happened? Like, I was being. Uh, you know, I'm not even going to get into it. I'm, I'm not going to say it again because you're. I see what you're trying to do here. And remember, trying to, I won. Trying to ignite the rivalry, <laughs> we put together won, this rivalry. Week I won for good a vibes of the week, baby. So like, we, you're not going to mess up the vibes tonight, all right? It's just they're here. Well, you already won it. Um, I know that's what I'm saying. I already won it. Like I'm in, I'm in the vibe central right now. Uh, if you're, if you're Joe, you're zero and seven, right? Like you might as well go for it because Najee Harris is not going to get any better this year. Um, you know he's. Uh, that's, out, out uh, rushed by Daniel Jones, um, and you know you've got Melvin Gordon, who's week to week. You don't know what he's going to do. Kareem Hunt, unless he gets traded before the trade deadline, he, he's not a consistent value for you. So, you know, you might lose some big play stuff in, in DeAndre Hopkins, but you gain a core. So now you got Mixon and Ramondre Stevenson at running back, and that kind of cores you up at running back and you still got some decent people uh, on your bench, particularly like if uh, there's rumors of Chase Claypool, um, you know, being shopped around. Um, so it'd be well, interesting I mean, to see. He's, he's, I mean, and Joe, it's not like you need, like he's, he's good on wide receiver too. Right. I mean, right. Like theoretically. Right. I mean, Tyler Lockett's had a, a pretty good bounce back year. Um Justin Jefferson, obviously, he's already right. off his bye as well. I'm saying that you have, he has some consistency there, right? Yeah, I mean, like in, got, in his roster, pieces, right? He's got the good pieces. So, like, DeAndre Hopkins is just like, like the cherry on top, right? Like, right. He, he doesn't need him. So, I think that's a great trade piece that Joe had and held on to. So, um, this is definitely yeah. You got to give Joe credit for that one for mm-hmm. drafting him. A lot of us felt like he took him a little bit earlier than he needed to, but yeah. 
Um, you know, I, I, again, I feel like this was an even trade and I feel like he got, uh, he got rewarded for hanging on to him through the suspension. And, um, you know, like, I mean, we were, we were joking last week that Joe is built for the toilet bowl. And now I I think he's legitimately going to be a threat down, um, in the the toilet toilet bowl. bowl. I I don't think he's, he's, I don't think he's a threat to make the playoffs, but, um, you you definitely don't want to see him in the toilet bowl. He'd probably have to win six in a row. Or five in a five in a row because we're there's only yeah there's only five weeks left and you know yeah, he, would, he would need he would need some some other folks to slide so we need to start uh, thinking about clinching scenarios fellas we'll have to maybe talk about that well, well I mean I was gonna say Keith's already uh, Keith's already talked himself into a playoff spot <laughs> he's one in six and he's I, talking, I himself- talking listen I was talking to Carl about it I was talking to Carl about it I feel I feel decent I feel decent here here's why here's why. Um, with, with Kyler Murray getting DeAndre Hopkins back, I feel like that's going to be a bit of an increase to his production. Um, Kamara has been consistent week in and week out. Um, you know, the last, what, the last three weeks he's gotten, you know, 17 points or more, um, every week. So feel good about that one. James Robinson getting traded to the Jets. Um, that's a, that's a a good move that is probably going to pay dividends for, um, for James Robinson and for me hanging on to him. Um, and if it doesn't, I've still got Michael Carter. So one of those two are going to hit if they, if they are, if they're both healthy, um, you know, thanks for, I, thanks for describing a handcuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what, you know, you, they, they, I love you. I need, I need a ruling here. How many, how many deductions is that? How many point deductions is that on the vibes? It sounds like, it sounds like you want more rivalry with Keith than you do Joe right now. Oh, that's, that's not. That's saying. not. That's not the case. That's not the case. <laughs> um, Gotta squash this beef before it starts. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just I, I got Davis coming back off a of bye. Keenan Allen didn't play much this week, but um, you know he's he's going into his bye week this week. If I can survive this week, um, I'll have Keenan Allen and Keenan Allen and Gabe Davis the rest of the way. Um, I've got the best fantasy defense, so I mean, I feel I feel okay. I'm not I'm not predicting a playoff run here, but I I feel. Feel good about where I stand. I feel, don't be surprised. I feel, I feel good about where I stand, considering I'm now one and six. Um, I'm not saying a five game win streak is on the horizon, but I'm also not saying that it's not plausible. I guess time will tell. And this is going to bring us. This is bringing us to a new segment that we're doing uh, for. Hopefully, I mean, probably here on out. Um, at least that's the plan. Um, and we're, we've uh, taken if the, the fellows like it. If the fellows like it, and if we're any good at this, um, but basically we want to start doing some some pickums for this and and comparing our and competing against each other uh, to put together the best record uh, for picks of uh, the matchups. And obviously we won't do this uh, during the weeks. Well, maybe we will, but we won't actually publicly do it um, when we have guest pickers just to to keep. Uh, to keep consistent with that, but we're going to go through. Yeah, I, don't and we'll... think, I don't think we should do it when we have guest pickers, you know, I no. don't, I don't, I don't want to take away from their moment. No, know, no, I, 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 Oh no, no, I definitely, I definitely, I maybe we don't do it. Uh, we don't do it on the show, but maybe we do it internally between, between us. Mm-hmm. So we can continue to report on, uh, on how well or how poorly we're doing. Or uh, we just answer them like, like just an answer instead of giving any, yeah, yeah. I was just saying we could we could even document it and put it in the the chat or maybe put it in a public place so people want. And maybe we put it in the description. Even you know we have that we have that. I can I can whip up a cheeky spreadsheet. 
We can link it. You know, there's lots we can do. Carl just got a boner somewhere. Carl just got a boner. <laughs> Carl just has Carl, a random boner sitting on the couch. Carl, if you're listening, I need to know: Can you operate Excel without using a mouse? I think he's told me that before. He can. He can. Mm-hmm. I, I think we've talked about it, and I don't. I think. I think we mentioned it before, and I think he said he was like he's he's getting there, but he's not quite there yet. I don't know. Uh, Either way, Carl, share with the group. I would love to know how first, proficient are you in Excel. Oh, first, share if you did indeed get a boner, and then second, share your proficiency. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, 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 in that order. Boner, um, boner first, please. Yes, uh, we're gonna. So we're gonna do. We're gonna pick them. Yeah, and, and also one more. One more for Carl. Oh. Um, what formula gives you the hardest boner? Ooh. Like, what's the formula that you're like? Oh yeah, that's my fucking formula right there. Mm. Yeah. We will report. We will report back on the next week's episode yep. on on the results of this. Thanks in advance, Carl. Um, so, on top of the picks, we're going to do the lock of the week. We're going to do the dog of the week, which will be in if if you watch uh, College Game Day, kind of like the super dog, uh, our underdog for the week. Uh, we are crowdsourcing these these three sections for low expectations related topics um, or names for this as well. Uh, if you're listening and then also we have the sleeper of the week uh, so who we think is going to uh, overperform their projections um so with that uh, we're going to try not to keep keep these uh too too uh, lengthy and in depth but uh, i think kind of like how they do on college game day we'll we each get a little bit of a few sentences to to chat about uh each one uh, and then we'll we'll make our picks and uh or well, you'll Say your piece, make your pick, and then we'll move on. So uh, with that, Keith, you want to take us away? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it looks like we have uh, – so I wrote these down based on my view of sleepers. So we have first up, Carter 3 versus DTK. Um, I, I got to take myself here. I'm pretty heavily favored in the projections right now, but that's also because um, Gino is currently starting – um, Travis Kelsey, who's on by, he's probably going to pick up um, a streamer option at tight end. That'll make the, the point spread seem a little bit closer here. But um, for a lot of the reasons that I just highlighted a few seconds ago, um, I, I think I've got just a, a, a recipe for, you know, a, a bounce back week here. Um, first time in three weeks over 100 points. But last time I played Gino, I don't think I needed even that much or I barely got that much and we beat him. So, um, I think he's, he's just got, he's got a rough, um, rough week this week. Um, you know, Benjamin, I don't think it's, it's reliable to count on him for 20 points. Um, he's going to have to pick up a streamer option at tight end. Romeo Dubes, uh, is just way too inconsistent. So I'm going to take myself here. Um, I'm going to keep mine brief. I think, I think Keith has the better team this week, uh, without, Travis Kelsey, that's his that's his uh, cash cow. You know Benjamin's role should reduce with uh, potentially James Conner coming back. Romeo Dubes is a bust. Keith and Keith and four. Say it with me: T E A A P I A T M L. Tight ends are a premium in a ten man league, and guess whose tight end is on a bye? And guess who has no tight ends rostered? Uh, DGK is not even going to roster a tight end. This is an easy pick. The Michael Carter three on his way to a playoff berth. And there it is, Pick's right there. DTK. Kiss of death. I am now guaranteed to lose. 
Thanks, boys. <laughs> we're, we're here for you. Anything for you, my guy. Next up, uh, we have the Johnsons versus the Burglars. Man, this is just a matchup of the innuendos. That is the matchup. This is the matchup I didn't know we needed. Uh, Philster, you want to kick us off with this one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Carl got a little ahead of steam here. Mo, uh, tell me a person on this bench that's not injured. Uh, if anything happens midweek, Mo's fucked. Carl's not. Carl takes it by 30. Yeah, there's not much to say here. Um, you know, Carl's got Jalen Hurts off a of bye. Uh, Barkley's back. Um, he, he's he's all the way back. Christian McCaffrey is going to be in. Um, he's going to be a lot more settled in, a lot more highly used. Um, yeah, it, this I I don't think this one's going to be particularly close. This is this is going to be my um, call on my shot here. This is going to be my who's your daddy game of the week. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go Carl over uh, Carl over. Uh, Mo here. I'm going to say by 40. Wow. Um, Raising the stakes. Let me look at this. Um, I'm just going to leave it at this. Mo bad. Carl decent. Carl win. <laughs> I use mini word one too. Your word would do good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad we were on that wavelength. <laughs> That's an easy one. Uh, next up, we have uh, this will be a fun one because Joe's actually going to be here for this matchup. Uh, Joe's coming to visit me. Um, so it'll be myself, Devontae's Inferno versus the fellows in the Jets. Keith, you want to kick us off? Yeah. Um, this this is, you know, much like last week, this was kind of, this is kind of the recipe for um, maybe Joe to be able to pull out a win here. Um, no Patrick Mahomes, but. Um, you know, just in looking at things, I, the, the point spread isn't isn't all too spread out right now. But, um, you know, really, when I look at your starting lineup, really, your only um, your only liability here is Jimmy Garoppolo. Pretty much everybody else is, you know, your, your normal starting rotation. I think this will probably not end up being all that close, but not quite a who's your daddy game of the week. Um, the Ramondre Stevenson pickup could end up making things a little bit closer here. Who knows? Um, that trade is probably going to go through before, um, is most likely going to get approved and will go through before the week starts. So uh, maybe it's a little bit closer. That could be a cheeky sleeper pick of the week, um, Ramondre, for the Jets. But uh, I'm going to go Inferno here. Filster. Yeah, I um, the easy pick here is, is Inferno. I mean, highest score in the league uh, on a four-game win streak. Um, you know, and again, to Keith's point, Jimmy for Pat Mahomes is really your only kind of change in your standard roster. Um, but I just, I feel like, um, your projections are pretty close and, um, and if the Ramondre Stevenson trade goes through, um, I feel like that could be enough to get Joe over the hump. Um, I think it's a close one. Um, but I still think Devontae's in front of pulls it out. Good pick. Um, I like betting against myself, so I'm going to pick Joe for this one. Uh, is, this, is this your dog of the week, then? Yeah, it will be. Um, Ooh, I like nice. I like I like betting against myself. Um, uh, this was like 
this was this was my recipe all of last year. Every game I should have won, um, I lost, uh, and I don't know. Just got a, it was, I just got a feeling. I got a feeling that I'm gonna have a, I don't know. I mean, Tyreek against Detroit. That smells like a forty burger, you know, or it smells like barbecue chicken. Yeah, or Derrick Henry <laughs> it smells, against. It smells like barbecue lion. <laughs> or Derrick Henry against Houston. Those are great matchups. Kenneth Walker against the Giants. That could be high scoring. So. Uh, it could go either way, but like I said, I like betting again. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to bet against myself. Uh, I'm going to go. That's the beginning of the show. You, you know, the vibes you put out are the vibes you get back. So I know, I know. You might be, well, uh, you might be, you might be cursing yourself here, man. I might, I might, but at least for this week. All right, that takes us to the Fighting House Plants versus the School Bus, formerly known as Ass ATN Season. <laughs> and baby, it is ass ETN season again. Uh, Chaps ETN has bullied his way as the starter in the backfield so much so that they just said, "Actually, James Robinson, your services are no longer needed," and have sent him off to New York. Um, you know, this is um, this is going to be a really tight game, and um, you know, I, I I'm going to stay on the positive vibe train, and I'm going to pick myself because I. Uh, I got to get all the positive energy behind my team and get it going. But, you know, kind of looking down the list, like Joe and Josh Allen um, can can kind of equal each other. Joe's had some monster outputs. Um, you know, running back, I think, is a similar thing. A lot of boomer bust. Um, I think I've got a slight edge in receivers, and that's what I am hoping is going to pull me through. Um, if Joe has a monster game, it's a good chance that Jamar has a monster game. And I think that combination is what I'm is what I'm hoping gets me kind of over the hump here. Um, I'm only ten points off the uh, off his um, projection, and so I think that's plenty of space to to gain ground on. And I uh, I feel pretty good about that. So I'm going to go with the Magic School Bus and keep the good vibes going, baby. Keith, what you uh, I'm got gonna, for us? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the I'm I'm picking School Bus, and I'm actually going to make this my lock of the week as well. Um, I, I just think, you know, despite the point spread here, um, I think just some of these matchups are just for, uh, some of these matchups for Philly, um, and his guys are just a little too tasty to look away from, um, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. There's nothing more really you need to say about those two. They have just an unreal connection. Um, I think you can probably chalk those two up for another 50 points, at least between the two of them. Um, ETN finally pulling away with the starting job. Dalvin Cook back. Um, Mike Evans really seems to be the only guy who's even worth anything on the Tampa Bay Bucks this year, which is um, really shocking to me, both as a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, but also just as a casual watcher of the game. Um, Jalen Waddle, the Dolphins against Detroit. Um, this was to his first game back, and ironically, it's to his worst game of the year, and he still had like 260 yards and two touchdowns. So, um, or I think it might have been one touchdown. Uh, but against the the Lions, it's a really, really bad um, defense. I think Hill and Waddle are both going to have over 100 yards and a score apiece. Um, this is going to be my lock of the week here. If, if Philly can pick up a better streamer defense than the Bears, um, I think this one is – I think this is going to be one that Philly is going to end up um, winning pretty decisively here. So I'm going to pick uh, Skull Bus here, and that's my lock of the week as well. This is going to be an interesting one. Uh, I think it's going to come down to a few a few things, right? I think is, A, is Jonathan Taylor going to be the Jonathan Taylor of old? If if we get a, a, a 
vintage Jonathan Taylor JT performance. Um, I think that could sway things. Um, B, uh, what what in the world is the Baltimore Ravens going to do on offense? Uh, if I think if Mark Andrews again scores under ten points, I think that's game over. Um, because that that'll spell uh probably bad news for Fern. Um, and then lastly, it's going to be what what does he do at flex? Right? Does he play? Brandon Ayuk, does he play Tony Pollard or does he play Adam Thielen? And I think uh, we'll probably have a better idea once once this lineup is set come, I don't know, maybe Thursday or Sunday at the latest. Um, but I think this is going to be a really tight. I don't I don't know if this is going to be a decisive. I think this is going to be pretty tight. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to be the odd man out on this one and I'm going to back Fern uh, for the mm. win. I think I think Josh Allen is going to light up the Packers. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens, and uh, I, I like being pleasantly surprised either way. So I think I think this will be our matchup of the week. Um, I hope it's the matchup of the week. Uh, I think that'd be fun. Uh, I love explosive high scoring matchups, and this has the recipe to provide that. So sorry, Philly. That hurt my feelings. All right, let's talk. Uh, last but not least, Camara's Gridiron Gang versus Kraft's Personal Masseuse. I don't even remember who started last time. I think it was Philly. Um, so, Keith, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, this is also going to be uh, my dog of the week. I'm going to go um, Gridiron Gang here. Uh, currently, the point spread is about 24 points. Um, it looks like both teams have already set their lineups. Um, I expect that uh, I expect that Cheese is probably going to pick up a streamer defense in place of the um, Packers defense, but. Um, I, I truly believe that, uh, the, I think, I think Packers bills is going to end up being a pretty high scoring game. So I think he's good, probably going to get good games out of, uh, Aaron Rodgers and, um, Aaron Jones. Um, and Damian Pierce has been just really, really good this year. I think by default, Lazard is going to end up getting, um, a pretty decent game. Um, it'll be interesting to see Michael Pittman. I think he's probably going to have a strong game. I think when they, I think the Colts are going to end up going run heavy as they're breaking in Sam Ellinger. But I think when they do throw, he's going to look Pittman's way first. So I think he could be in for a big game. Um, and then when I look over at Fred on a bit of a skid lately, um, he's got uh, Mike, Mike Williams is hurt, um, but also on a bye week Austin Eckler's on a bye week Those really have been his two best players all year long. Um, Lamar has really, um, not looked like himself the, the last few weeks. Um, he hasn't crossed 20 points since week three against new England. Um, that's really not a good thing. Um, Lenny with the bucks, the bucks are just playing really bad and Lenny hasn't been, um, hasn't really been spectacular. Um, he's been, you know, he's been pretty solid, but not, not spectacular. He's going to need a big game from him without Austin Eckler. Um, so I'm going to go with, this as my, my dog, uh, dog of the week. And I'm going to pick a gridiron gang. Wow. 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 We were, I, uh, I was going to go, uh, with this game as, as my dog. And so I will not go with this game as my dog. <laughs> um, but I, I do agree with, with Keith. I, um, you know, I like to think that as the guy that, that took down Fred, um, I can get away with saying this. I, I think maybe it's not necessarily been exposed, um, but I think I think Fred's team uh, looked really powerful 
two, three weeks ago, it, we were looking at his team and thinking like, man, there's not really any, any flaws in it. And between injuries and some, sh- some shakeups in the teams, um, you know, the bugs went from uh, maybe a bad game or two, uh, but still a playoff team to, you know, the, the NFC South is all four teams are fighting for a top five draft pick right now. Uh, and simultaneously fighting to win the division. In the playoff spot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, which is wild. So um, I think his team's looking human. Um, you know, I I don't necessarily agree that the Packers are going um, to have a, a, you know, a big contest against up against the Bills. I think it's got to be pretty low scoring. I actually don't think that um, on the Bills side that they're going to score a ton. I think it's going to be a pretty tight game. Um but I just feel like there's enough big play potential um, on Austin's side that he can that he can pull this one out uh, and get back to 500 on the year. Yeah, I think Fred pulls off. Um, I haven't been blown away with Aaron Rodgers, and I could I could see the Packers also getting just annihilated by the Bills and putting up no offense i mean we saw what the what taylor heineke and the commanders did to them this past week and uh yeah that was not pretty so i mean when you have like a third of your roster is made up of packers it's kind of hard to you know if they if 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 the packers don't perform as a unit then it's hard to see consistency in points there um michael Pittman will be interesting uh we don't know what's we don't know what to expect from sam ellinger um so I think there's just uh it's too much too much uncertainty on the on, on Camara side and I think uh if as long as like Amon Ross St. Brown plays uh, and doesn't get held out uh, for whatever reason, he should bounce back and I think a lot of these players will bounce back and, and if uh, Well I mean we're we also not uh, Cooper Cup's on the bench here. So like yeah. once he puts Cooper Cup yeah. in his lineup, like I mean that that's a big shift too that oh, yeah. you know, I think Oh yeah. Yeah, it'll I didn't just, even see that. You're it'll right. be interesting to see where he puts them, whether you replace him for Lazard or maybe Deontay he's Johnson. Gonna, he's, he's probably going to put him in for Deontay Johnson. I think that yeah, makes the most sense. Imagine. Yeah, the yeah. Eagles have two of the best lockdown corners in the football right now. So uh, right. you could you could expect uh, Deontay Johnson to be shut down. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I think, like I said, I think Fred Fred has a lot of like a, a very high ceiling, um, and I think we'll see that this week. So my pick is Kraft's Preston Moses. Yep. Um, let's All talk right. lock. Let's quickly. We'll do Keith. You already mentioned your lock of the week is going to be yep. lock of the school week. Bus. School bus locked it in. My lock of the week is going to be the Johnsons. And uh, Filster, who do you have for your lock of the week, my friend? Um, I'm going to go lock of the week. I'm going to go Devontas Inferno. Um, just too much big play potential there. Going with the safe pick there. I love it. <laughs> I thought mine was the safe pick. <laughs> um, let's talk about our dog of the week. Keith, you already mentioned yours. Uh, at, yep. I put mine in the wrong spot. Uh, as Kamara's Gridiron Gang, uh, I obviously put... Uh, the Jets as my dog of the week, Filster. Um, the dog, and so just to clarify, we're talking about someone that we think can cover the cover the spread, basically, not necessarily someone's going to win. Oh, I was taking it as somebody who's going to who's who's going to win. Okay, well, 
I don't, I don't know that they're going to win, but I think DTK can cover the spread. I think there's a 30 point um, projected spread right here. Um, I think if he picks up a, a tight end to fill that spot, um, he's got a couple folks on his bench. Uh, DK um, in particular, the rolls in that lineup, I think he can cover that. Um, you know, I wouldn't have him as a lock of winning, but um, I could see uh, if you if you can call a one in six team being on upset. Uh, alert on upset alert. Then I would, um, then I would put the Michael Carter three. Yeah, watch watch out for that for that plucky one and six team. I feel like I feel like I feel like I feel like the Nebraska Cornhuskers right now. You know, it's like LSU being nobody, unranked no, and being the favorite. You right. know, last year, last year the uh, Huskers were the best three and nine team in college football history. You know, <laughs> elite, elite three and nineteen. Man, Nebraska football, huh? All right. Last but not least, let's talk about our sleepers of the week. Uh, and Philly, for your reference, this is a player. Uh, so we're thinking of a player who's going to potentially uh, pop off or over, I guess, not even pop off, but just over project. I think Do you have something probably, you want to say. Uh, it seems yeah. like you have something you want to say. Yeah, because you talked about the spread and the dog of the week and we had talked about just being. Who were okay, I got a lot of shit going on. Okay. okay I'm a grown man. I'm 45 years old. Okay, I got a lot of shit going on. Dang, I thought you were like in your thirties. That's crazy. For, for those for those at home, Philly's not actually forty five. Um, I guess having but, kids. Having that's just kids, that's just a like, time. He does have the heart of a forty five year old. He's he's probably going to take a cheeky dad nap as soon as we're done recording. So, I'm not really sure what I did to any of y'all, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go ahead and kick us off with my sleeper. Um, I don't think this guy is necessarily going to um, propel them to a win, but I do think he's going to beat projections, and I think he's going to beat them. Um, pretty handily. I'm going to go with Alec Pierce here. Um, mm. I, I I like what he's been doing um, these last few weeks. He had a bit of a down week um, last week against Tennessee. Um, I think, you know, the matchup against Washington is a matchup of two um, pretty bad teams. Um, so I'm going to go with Alec Pierce here. I like him to beat his projection. Right now he's projected for 9.8. I'm going to say he breaks 17. Philly, what do you got for us? Um, I've got uh, a cheeky little pickup. Um, if you are short on uh, quarterbacks, the bye week's got you the bye week blues, and you didn't pick up a serviceable starter um, to replace that, I think you could go with Taylor Heineke. Um, he looked pretty good against the Packers. Um you know, all things considered, especially considering that he hasn't um, he hasn't played in, in, in a minute, um, and I just I just uh, I feel good uh, about his chances. Um, I, again, I don't think he's going to be a guy that wins you a game, but Indy looks bad. <laughs> Their defense was very good. It felt like week sixteen last year, and somehow um, have fallen off a major cliff. So. Um, I think they're open for um, the taking. And I think, uh, you know, again, he's shown like he's got the ability to kind of make some plays on the, with his feet, um, you know, kind of move the pocket around and, and get some guys open. And they've got they've got good threats. Now, I think the key to that is if Jahan Dotson's back. Um, but if he's back, you've got him on one side, Scary Terry on the other. Uh, Antonio Gibson's looked decent recently. You got Brian Robinson still. Like I think there's a lot of weapons that could uh, he could really be a good plug and play for you, um, particularly if you have a bye week. 
the pick. I like, I like this one for his running ability. Um, mm-hmm. he, he didn't he didn't do much on the ground um, this past week, but, um, but yeah, I like I, I don't I don't hate this pickup. Uh, the one I'm going with, I'm gonna go with actually a guy who's on the bench right now, but I'm gonna go with Brandon Ayuk for uh, for the the sleeper of the week. He's he's only projected for uh, just under 11 points against the Rams. Uh, it's probably safe to say he will not be covered by Jalen Ramsey the entire game. That'll probably be safe for uh, one Debo Samuel. Um, and I think that he's got, I mean, he's gotten 11 targets in back-to-back games now. And I think uh, even with the addition of, uh, with Christian McCaffrey kind of opens up a lot more options for play action and, and a lot of other things. So uh, I think he'll be his projection of 10.96 again. I'll probably be closer to 15, maybe 17 tops. And that leads us into our uh, our hot seat of the week. We've got uh, two uh, long. Uh, I don't even know what's uh, what's uh, when you someone someone's there. All these usual suspects, and there's yeah, no there's nothing yeah. really to add about these guys that you haven't already heard. But um, it's it's Keith and it's Keith and Joe, um, the Jets, the Jets and the Carter three, um, just looking real rough right now. Both looking, uh, both desperately needing to get back into the win column, um, but. Kamish, uh, you put somebody down here who I'm I'm very interested to hear your, your hear your thoughts here. We talked a little bit about this before the show, but would love to hear this. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think this was a joint venture from myself and Philly um, on this one. Um, but uh, there was I think this time probably last year there was a lot of uh, Fred slander, a lot of Fred slander coming from from me that I thought that Fred's team was a fraud. Still stand by that. Uh, no matter what happened, um, he still stands I, by that. Despite no, Fred making it to the championship, yet. Uh, fraud. Um, but we have a new we have a new fraud in uh, definitely not bitter either. No, no new fraud in in low expectations this year, and that's Mo. Um, and and I think I think my stat I think the the stats back this up as well, um, as well as injuries, just roster composition. Um, I think. I think Mo has real cause for concern to be uh, on the hot seat. Yes, he is five and two, um, so the odds of him making it to the um, the toilet bowl are significantly lower than say Keith's. But um, I think if you look at like projections, and obviously coming back from a seventy-seven point week is is not easy um, for anyone. Um, and so, like I said, with the lack of depth that his roster has and just, uh, production in general, I think there's a real concern that Mo could, you know, end the season five and seven. Um, and that, that would put him pretty much on the cusp for, uh, that last playoff spot. And if he makes it to the toilet bowl, like we said, Joe's roster is built for the toilet bowl. Um, I don't, I don't see Mo making it through that. So, uh, like I said, I, he's not necessarily on the hot seat per se, uh, but I think if we revisit this conversation in a few weeks, if he if he doesn't if he goes on a two or three game losing streak, um, I would start sounding the alarms. Bo's only outscored one other team on the season, and that is the Michael Carter three. So he's ninth in team scoring points four on the season, and um, for most teams. Uh, so, for example, the Michael Carter three has scored 703 points on the season, and they've had 909 points against. That's a, a, a uh, 200 
you know, a 200 point difference right there. Uh, most teams are, you know, 30, 50, 100, 200 point difference between their points for and points against, particularly if they're, um, if they're a losing record. Mo is five and two, but his points for are 771, which again is ninth in the league. And his points against are 772, which tells me that he is getting by uh, on the average by the skin of his teeth. Um, he's had a couple of you know more convincing wins, but he's also had uh, some some close ones, and then he's had some blowouts. And so, um, given that when his roster was at its peak, he was he wasn't scoring as much as anyone else in the league. Now, given that almost his entire bench is on the IR, um, he will get some of those folks back. Cordell Patterson will be back sooner than later. Um, um, Darren Waller, who knows. J.K. Dobbins will be back in four to six weeks, but if Gus Edwards has taken over that backfield, does he have a space anymore? Um, you know, Hollywood Brown is out for the year. Uh, um, they're saying it might be four to six weeks as well. Now they're saying it's oh well, close. and so, so even that we even only so have we have back, five weeks left. Right, we have five weeks left. So you know, if it's at the tail end of that, you get him back for the last week. Maybe if it's at the long end of that, you don't get him back until maybe you're in the toilet bowl. Yep, um, and so. So that so and we talked about this earlier in the season, and we looked like idiots for about three weeks. But now we look like geniuses again because we said uh, in one of the very first hot seat that uh, we thought Mo was on the hot seat because his roster didn't have the depth, and he went on a little bit of a streak, and we looked stupid. And guess what? This is what happens when you stand by your stand by your big brains. We is smart. So, like I said, I think. Let's let's keep our eye on this the next two three weeks. Uh, if he somehow manages to pull off three straight wins, uh, then we will look very silly. Uh, but if uh, if he doesn't, then like I said, cause for mm-hmm. concern. Um, so that's our hot seat for the week, um, and this leads us into everyone's favorite friends and low expectations segment. It's our it's our very favorite. Melta. All right, so um, I'll go through them all, and then um, I think Keith picked last week. Did you pick last week, Keith? I picked last week. Okay, so it's Keith's turn to pick. Uh, first question comes from Joe. Top-tier drinking vessels, your top three. Joe says that beer hits different in a styrofoam cup. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> uh, Gino has submitted three questions this week. Who is your favorite athlete and Why? Although we got roasted in the in the chat for um, apparently the mailbag specifically says that it can't be a sports question, <laughs> and we did a sports question uh, last week. So um, you know, just think about that, Keith, when you're picking. I think um, I'm going to pick that one because of that. So fuck you. <laughs> <know. laughs> um, I have my thoughts about what we should pick, and it's not that one, but you know, it's it's your pick. I already um, have my Gino- I already know what I'm picking. So. <laughs> I know too. Um, Gino's asked, is 13 an unlucky number? Um, and also asked, do any of you have a gag reflex with a winky face? Um, well, first of all, it, it said fat reflex. And I'm just, I'm, I'm deducing that he probably meant gag reflex. Um, yeah. But the, so the, the, we actually, so Gino, Gino, please, if you could um, post in the group chat later, did you mean fat reflex or did you mean gag reflex? Also, I'm just know that if you, reflex. 
yeah, also just know that if you if you mess up, like if you mic it, then we don't we're not gonna pick it automatically. It's automatically well, I mean, that's just it. We don't know. He's not going to post until tomorrow. So he could have met fat reflex. I mean, Gino is known for. Yeah, well, we're still not picking at that point. So if you, if, 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 you, if you mess up when you submit the mailbag and we don't pick it, that's on you, not us. Um, okay. And then Cheese said story mode time. The entire low expectations league is on a team in a high stakes beer competition. Each member must participate in one event. Who are you choosing for each event and why? With the goal of winning as many events as possible. The events. One. He, this is, yeah, thank you. <laughs> it said one was the event. And then two. Okay. One, beer pong, two fellas. Two, beer die, two fellas. Three, case race, one fella. D, beer mile, one fella. Uh, this is five. I'm so fucked up on these numbers. Five, Rage Cage, one fella. Six, Birio Cart, one fella. And seven, Flip Cup, two fellas, one down, one back, eight cup runs. Keith, <laughs> what, what are you, which one are you picking? <laughs> I mean, we're going to go, we're going to go with this cheese one. Cause this is, this is a great question. Um, uh, just so you know, we're in our, we're in our agenda right now. And Sam's already laying out, um, the picks <laughs> for each one of these games before I was even done reading them. So we already knew, uh, what Keith was picking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- this one is just, this, this is too good. Um, so cheese, excellent question. Um, I do on behalf of uh, on behalf of the uh, the fellas of friends and low expectations. I do want to apologize to our listeners, um, specifically Mo. I appreciate the accountability. He does say no sports questions. I submitted a sports question. We picked a sports question. So um, from the bottom of my heart, fuck off. Um, <laughs> but um, in in getting back to our roots in the mailbag, avoiding sports questions. This is a great one. So. Um, each member has to participate in one event. I'm assuming, um, one, uh, one or two or multiple people can participate in multiple events so long as everybody gets one. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to start with the easiest one. Um, and that is me. There's actually, it looks like 10, 10 exactly total Keith. So I would assume everyone needs to be used once. Uh, Yes. You Mm. can't, and I would say you cannot, you cannot do your, like you couldn't put person twice for two for separate events. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Each fellow has one role. Okay. Well, all right. So personally, I'll put my beer pong skills up against anybody. And I think me and Sam would be um, the team to beat in beer pong. But the goal is winning as many events as possible. And I know there's no one beating me in a case race. So I'm going to go me for the case race. Um, just an absolute unit of a drinker and, and distance drinking. So I'm going to go me for the case race. Um, beer pong, I'm going to go Sam. Um, but I can't really vouch for many other folks, beer pong skills. Um, I've, I've had some, I've had some good teams with Gino. So I'll go, I'll go Gino here. I'll go, uh, I'll go commission Gino for my beer pong team. Uh, beer die. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Fern. I'm going to go Fern and Moe. For my beer die team, I've played some some beer die with Fern. I can vouch for his skills there, 
I feel like Moe's a bit of a sleeper on the beer die table. So I'm going to go with uh, Fern and Moe as my beer die squad. Again, me for the case race. Beer mile. This one is the hard one um, because I've already, I think Sam is probably the best distance runner, but I've already used him in beer pong. And I think we're going to need him in beer pong if I can't play that, um, that matchup. Um, so I think, I think I'm going to have to go Philly here. Um, Philly and I used to, um, used to have, uh, workout competitions each week and on Apple, Apple watch. And he used to do a lot of running. Um, so I think if we, uh, if we're participating in a competition, he's got some time to prepare. Um, I like him for our beer mile, um, rage cage. So who do I have left here? Who do I got? I got Fred. I got Joe. I got Fred, I got Joe, I got Carl, and I got Austin, right? Yes. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Carl for Rage Cage. I've seen him play that game a few times. Um, I like I like what he brings to the table on that. So I'm gonna go Carl for Rage Cage. Uh, I'm gonna go Austin for Flip Cup. Sorry, I'm I'm skipping down. I'm gonna go Austin for Flip Cup here. Um you need two for this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Austin and Joe for my flip cup team. Um, and I feel like those two are going to do a pretty good job of bringing home uh, bringing home the win here. And that leaves Fred for Birio Kart. Um, I, you know, I, I feel like I feel like Fred's got uh, Fred's got some Mario Kart talent. And so really, I think um, if you can if you can win more the game itself and, you know, the drinking part is pretty easy. So. I'm gonna take Fred uh, as my my anchor on Birio Kart here. So that's my team. Um, recapping: uh, Commission Gino on the Pong table, um, Fern and Mo on the Beer Die table, me with the Case Race, um, Philly with my Beer Mile, um, Carl as my Rage Cage guy, um, Fred on Birio Kart, and then Cheese and Joe on Flip Cup. Solid, solid. Philly, you want me to go next, or you want to go? You could, it doesn't matter. Okay. All right. I'm going to start with beer pong. I think I'm going to put Carl and Fred here. Uh, unlikely duo, but uh, Fred Fred is pretty good at beer pong. And from what I remember, Carl actually has a pretty good shot as well. And I think I think Carl Carl would would do well here. Um, for beer die, I'm going to put myself. And I'm gonna put mm, dang. This one is tough. This is the one I struggled the most with because I've only seen you, me, and Fern play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, gonna put I'm, my, not, I'm not good at it at all. I'm gonna put myself and I'm not gonna put Mo. Um geez Louise. I'm gonna put Joe. I feel like Joe's got some good length, so I think he'd be he'd be good in that role. Case race, I would agree with the consensus. Uh, Keith would be the guy for the case race. The beer mile, I'm gonna put uh, Fern uh, solely for the fact that uh, being in the military, he still does a lot of PT, does a lot of running. He's consistent with running. Keith, I appreciate you considering me for the beer mile, but I am in no shape to run a beer mile right now, so Fern would be my pick for that. Um, 
Rage Cage. Hmm. I'm going to put Gino for Rage Cage. I think he would do really well there. Burio Kart. I'm going to put Austin. Uh, Austin is a big gamer, um, and I think that he would do well there. And, oh, shit. I got Mo doing Flip Cup. Mo is very uncoordinated. Um, all right. Well, we got Mo. <laughs> and who am I missing? I'm missing someone. Uh, Philly. Like Mo and Philly. And Philly would carry the team. So uh, with Flip Cup, he would have to. So just to recap, uh, Beer Pong, we've got, uh, we've got Carl and Fred. Uh, for beer dive we've got myself and joe for beer mile we've got fern rage cage genome uh, birio cart cheese and flip cup we've got mo and philly all right Poster, take us away okay so i had a commission borrow um on the beer pong table um you know i know that i know that commission got some skills and i uh i've not seen carl play too much but um you know, Carl's a bat. Carl's a baller. You know, he likes basketball. I think he's got a little bit of a shot. Um, you know, so I, uh, so I, I'm trusting that though that that baller's translation over to beer pong works, and that's who I got uh, anchored in that event for beer die. Um, I'll be honest, I've never played beer die, um, uh, but from my understanding of it, um, you know, I, I think you need you obviously I have someone that's going to carry the team. Um, and that's my hope for, for Gino there. Um, Gino and Mo, they got chemistry, man. You know, and sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes you, you're not going to always have your best night on the table, but if you got that guy that's, that's hyping you up and you feel good about it, sometimes that's all you need to get through it. So I'm, I'm riding their chemistry together and, and putting them together for beer die case race. Easy. <laughs> I wrote Keith. That was the first thing, first thing I wrote down was Keith. Well, this whole thing that, that was the easiest one for me. I was like, I'm just gonna start here because uh, um, there's, there's not a there's not a join as much as I love to join Sam on the beer pong table. Like, if, if you if you expanded this and asked me to name any of my friends to do this event, it would still be Keith on the case race. Um, I just have that much confidence in you. So, um, case race easy, Keith. Uh, beer mile. I also went Fern um, for the same reason Sam did. Um, he's in the military. He's got to run. He's in, in tip top shape. Um, I think I could do it, but I would need some time to train. Um, and so I, I'm trusting Fern here to um, to be able to get through it. You know, the the beer piece is secondary to the um, to how fast you're going to run, and I think he's got the best mile of all of us. So um, rage cage. I went cheese here. Um, you know, Rage Cage isn't one of my events. Just not, not just not. And I don't I don't know the, all the fellows enough to know who's perfect, but um when I think Rage, I think jacked up dudes ready to fight. And I know a jacked up dude that lives in Seattle. I bet you he's willing to fight. Um so I'm putting cheese in the rage cage. Uh, Fred, I put Fred at Bureau Cart. Um, he's mentioned playing. Um, on, so him and Austin were kind of my two people for that. Um, they both mentioned uh, having a, a love for video games. And so I feel like um, Fred could be a, a good asset there. And then I, I feel pretty good about my about uh, my role in the Flip Cup. Um, I feel pretty good about 
you know, it's it's one of my elite games. That and, and Beer Pong are the two games that I feel the most confident in. And so I had me there. And then, you know, Joe and I, we've got a little bit of a rivalry going, but sometimes it's what you need. You need somebody kind of barking at you when you when you're running it back down the river, right? And you're stuck on a cup, you just need some of that motivation. And so I feel like Joe and I can give that to each other and we're gonna we're gonna succeed. So that's my uh, that's my championship roster there. It's a great question. This was fun. So this, in case people are wondering what it takes to get your question picked, um, this is a <laughs> have Keith pick it and it be about alcohol. <laughs> okay, that's rude. <laughs> this was by far the best question that we got today. So you're not wrong. Just... You're, not, you're not wrong. That's that's just that's just rude. Okay, you're stereotyping. I don't appreciate it. But also, man, this is a this is voice. a this is a good episode, though, fellas. I think uh, I think we uh, think we really hit it off this week. I feel yeah, like yeah, we we, uh, we, we have certain it. we have certain weeks where we come out of this, and I'm like, you know, there's you just know that it wasn't your best week, and uh, I think this <laughs> you one just know you I just know this, sometimes. I think this one this one just felt real good, so. I'm uh, I'm excited to to hear the feedback. This, this was a fun one. This was a fun one. This was a good bounce back week. Uh, you know, took the L in two minute drill last week and technical difficulties, audio difficulties. So this was a good bounce back. That the new segments were fun. Like I said, I think I think that adds a new dimension to, to what we're doing here and uh, really some good depth. And like I said, I think I think we have some fun with it too. So this was a not to set our not to set our expectations too high, but you know, you know how no, we do still, here. Still keep, still keep them bad boys low, but keep them bad boys low. Um, well, I don't necessarily have anything for my for my segment, Philly. If you have something off the cusp you want to do, if not, I think I'm pretty good to wrap, and we can. Uh... Um, I'm gonna do a quick. Um, uh, I'm gonna do a quick thing. It's gonna do. Um, Reminiscent of Phillies five. If you um, for this week, if you remember that, I would um, to five random topics or five things within a random topic um, to talk about. And so um, I this week I'm going to do a little bit of like uh, you know what's what's in Phillies uh, you know universe right now. What's he watching? What's he listening to? What's he reading? He's not reading a lot, but what's <laughs> what are the other things that he's doing? Um, so <laughs> so. Um, Two of them are going to be, in, it's going to be a two and one, right? The first thing you should do, if you haven't done it already, is go to your Netflix account, go to your friend's Netflix, whoever's Netflix account you have access to while you still have access to it. Uh, pro tip, Netflix in 2023 is going to restrict password sharing. Um, but you've got to go to Netflix and watch I Think You Should Leave. If you haven't already, you've got to do it now. It is elite, elite comedy. Um, so that's number one. Number two is once you've done that, and and also I'll put a special one out for, um, I think the t- episode title is Focus Group or something like that. Anyways, it opens with the main character, the uh, Tim Robinson who plays all the different characters. It's like a sketch show, variety show. Um, he is trying to covertly eat a hot dog in a meeting. <laughs> And it is um, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in that one. If it's not, or it might be the first episode of season two. Um, I don't remember. In any case, it's an amazing um, 
amazing skit. The second thing you should do then is go on Twitter and look at, I think you should leave memes. Um, there are a lot of shoot-offs of that, uh, including NFL ones. Um, and they, uh, once you watch the show, they are elite. Um, number three, The Midnight Club, I believe is what it's called. It's on Netflix. It's a, um, it's a new like horror um, suspense show from the same guy that did um, uh, Haunting Hill House, yeah. uh, Bly Manor, and um, the the vampire one from last year. What was that? Um, Midnight Mass. Hmm. Um, and so it's in it's set in the same universe. It's the same uh, writer. Um, and I'm, I'm three episodes in right now and it's, um, it's a slow burn, uh, but you can tell it's kind of building something. And, uh, I really enjoy it when, uh, shows are, um, are vague enough that it keeps you interested, but, um, you know, have enough kind of strings being pulled that make you go like, this is all going to connect. And I am trying to internally figure out how it's all going to connect. Um, and I probably won't, but it's, um, it's been good so far. Uh, four, House of the Dragon. Season finale was on Sunday. Uh, I know there's some mixed reviews on the season finale. Um, the final scene was a... There's mixed um, Just that the person that dies at the end of the episode, um, you don't feel the... Um, you, you don't feel as bad about the death because you haven't um, been as attached to the character. Um which I could agree on that. Uh, however, I think that death sets up the next season for like um, there's there's a, a switch that's flipped at the end of that that I just think you can't unflip. And um, and I, I'll say that um, I think if you've been watching it all season, you you'll agree. If you haven't watched it, um, if you've watched the if you've watched Game of Thrones, um, it is very reminiscent of the first four or five seasons and not necessarily like in the storytelling. Like, I don't think it gets the same story repeated, um, but the way that they tell the story and the world building and um, it's helpful that, you know, some stuff, but they don't make a bunch of egregious callbacks to game of Thrones or call ups to game of Thrones. Um, you know, it, it, they've, they've somehow managed to take a world that already exists. And instead of just going the easy way out and making a bunch of connections to the future, um, you know, they've, they found a way to, to make this feel, almost feel like it's its own show. Um, so I, I've been a huge fan of it uh, season two is like a year and a half away. So it's going to be miserable. Um, but just real quickly, um, yeah. you are listening to the show and you also watch house of the dragon, uh, message me and I'll put the fellows in a house of the dragon group chat message. Um, Morgan and I have been enthralled. So, um, if yeah. you're listening, message me, we'll put you in a group chat and we will start discussing house of the dragon. Continue. Perfect. Um, and then my last pick of the week, um, I was, I was going back and forth on this. Um, I think I've mentioned this before. Um, but it's it's just so good, <laughs> and so I'm going to say it again. This is important. Um, it's a podcast by the guys that do Workaholics, um, and uh, you'll you'll see that like there's there's some inspiration I've drawn from there in terms of like sound bites and stuff like that. 
Um, but it's just pure comedy. It's um, it's an easy, like mindless, like they just talk about random stuff. There's no droning on about anything. There's constantly joking and, and ribbing on each other. And for me, it's just a nice um, way to get some, some lulls in um, on my drive home or um, while I'm doing yard work or whatever it is. So uh, that's the Phillies five for this week. That was a good, that was a good five, Philly. Appreciate it. I miss, I miss reading those. So uh, I'm fearful when I get in the creative mood and make it. I've actually, I've actually wanted to do them almost every week. I've just been wait. I've just been too busy. Yeah. Um, I think, I think this takes a lot of pressure off of you for that though. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to put it out every week. And this also gives you like kind of three weeks to think about your, your five and, Maybe it's not in the medium that you would want, and I'm sure we would all yeah. welcome back the, you know, kind of the traditional, um, you know, printed format there. But um, I think I think this does well for you. Yeah, um, I, my goal is for it to be the that, so I'll do the Phillies five again would be to say in a newsprint, you know, version, and then the Philly special would be something that's random that um, we're not doing. You know, I want it to be something potentially new every week or every time that I do it. It's not something I've done before, so. Uh, we'll see. Well, great episode again this week, fellas. Um, and uh, thanks for tuning in as always. And uh, we'll see you next week. Remember, keep your standards low and your expectations lower. We'll see you next week.